from the book of Genesis. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. His branches run over the wall. The archers fiercely attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him sorely. Yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms remained agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. By the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. By the God of your father who will help you. By God Almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that couches beneath. Blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of your father are mighty beyond the blessings of the eternal mountains. The bounties of the everlasting hills. May, be, may they be on the head of Joseph and on the brow of him who was separate from his brothers. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. At that time, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form as a dove, and a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about thirty years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph. The Saving Words of the Gospel Today I'm celebrating a votive Mass in honor of St. Joseph, because it's Wednesday, it's his traditional day, and uh, I uh, owe so much to, to St. Joseph. About Just about exactly a year ago, it was a kind of a seismic shift in my life took place, and I called upon Joseph to help me um, for all my material needs, and I entrusted uh, everything else as far as... Uh, um, the church and so forth to into the hands of Mary, Queen of Priests, and so I um, I'm happy to celebrate this this Mass today in honor of Saint Joseph, wonderful intercessor, very powerful intercessor. Um, I have found in my uh, uh, years as a priest that in invoking him and asking for his intercession, for his help, it helps to be exact. I need X, and I need it by this date, and uh, more often than not, um, it'll happen that way. Um, and uh, um, also in my life, he when he has interceded, he's made it very, very clear that it was he who did it. By things that you know, some people might uh, skeptically light up and say, "Oh, well, those are just coincidences." But when you put enough coincidences together, it starts to look, you know, the picture. Like pieces of a puzzle separately, they're not very interesting, but when you start putting them together, they make a picture. Uh, so, uh, God bless uh, St. Joseph, and uh, I turn to him great, great gratitude and affection. Um, as I was reading this gospel passage here, there's something that occurred to me. Um, it talks about the, the Holy Spirit descending upon the Lord in bodily form like a dove. This where it came from, I'm not quite sure, but there popped into my head the description of the creation from Genesis when the, the Spirit moved upon the waters. The Ruach, the Spirit moved upon the waters. 
Well, the word in Hebrew that's used to describe moving, the moving of the Spirit is the same verb that's used in Hebrew described to describe the fluttering of wings, like a bird. And here we have the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descending on the Son, who is in the waters of baptism, although in the waters of the Jordan with John. I think it's very... It just it just popped into my head uh, now. I'm going to have to look into that and see if I if I if I remember it correctly. I've got to got to see if I if I got that right. Anyway, um, I wanted to share with you um, something. There's a new book out by a fellow named Kennedy Hall, printed by Tan. I mentioned it on the blog, but. <clears throat> This is um, something which I think is a, a good a good thing for our day. And it's called Terror of Demons. And it is a picture of Joseph on it. Of course, Terror of Demons is one of the titles of Joseph in his litany, which I will uh, sing after Mass. As Terror of Demons... The subtitle is Reclaiming Traditional Catholic Masculinity. It's by Kennedy Hall. Here's the book cover. And I will put the um, a link to it um, on the blog. But there are a couple of <clears throat> things that... There's a couple of little passages here I thought I might share with you. And it says it here, and... Um, Warning the reader, and warning you, too, um, if you're interested in reading this book. He says, uh, Before you begin reading, it is necessary to understand something. The devil will not like you reading this book, and he will come after you. Even in the writing process, I encountered constant resistance. You know, th just stepping out of the, the text here for a second. There are a couple of times when I have had an intention for one of these Masses, and I've sent out the link and so forth. And then all sorts of terrible things uh, start happening, um, like tech problems and things like that. You know, little, little like diabolical party tricks to try to, you know, shake me or get me off my game or, or, or frustrate me or distract me or whatever. All sorts of things start piling up, especially when it's been something really important. And this is the way, this is the way the, the enemy works, to try to get you off your game. And it's usually just, you know, kind of party tricks. Um, you know, silly stuff, you know, kind of queer hell stuff. Um, he says, so he says, anyway, even in the writing process, I encountered constant resistance. This book will help you go from the highway to hell to the narrow path. If you are already on the narrow path, it will help you supercharge your steps on the stairway to heaven. The devil hates virtue. He hates losing souls to God, and he wants to keep you in a state of mortal sin or spiritual complacency. Once he realizes that you are kicking things into high gear, he will throw many tantrums, and so will his legions. Prepare yourself. Please say a Hail Mary for the author. I think that's a good thing to do. Because of this impending attack, you need to make three fundamental commitments as a baseline. And I won't read all of them, but the three fundamental commitments are make the rosary a daily habit, get all the Ill, evil images out of your life. This means all of the evil images. 
and thirdly, make a good examination of conscience and go to confession as soon as possible. And I really, really can, can attest that that is a very important one. And, well, I think I was going to, I have it in the passage here. Maybe I can save that for another day. The three things that he's talking about are very good. And they, ha they involve a discipline, don't they? Because, you know, saying a daily rosary requires some discipline. Um, and then the other two things ex uh, require a, an examination of conscience. You need to determine, uh, first of all, uh, what there is in your life that might be an occasion of sin. And therefore you have to examine your conscience to see what your faults are, what your principal faults are, what your inclinations are. And then you have to make objective and subjective decisions about the things in your life. And that requires discipline. It has to be ongoing because the conditions of your life are always changing. There's always new stuff coming in, other things going out. And then also making that examination of conscience, not just for the, the points of daily living and what you're surrounded with in your environment and, and looking around to see what the, the, the requirements are of your state of life is uh, according to your vocation, but you also have to do that in order to determine how you have sinned by commission or omission. Again, uh, measuring things according to your uh, the requirements of your state in life. And so the three things that he suggests here are deeply interconnected. You have the aspect of prayer, and that involves repetition, and um, it's a good wholesome thing to do. It's repetition that is discipline, which gives you an opportunity to reflect in a comfortable way on various mysteries that the that the rosary will present and also for various intentions that you might want to bring to it and then the other two things looking at the state in life what is the state of the question the status questionis vitae me what's the state of the question of my life and you're looking around and discerning what you're surrounded by what needs to be added what needs to go and then looking at that and also in your con within your conscience um, looking especially at sins of commission and omission and, uh, and um, uh, attending to those things especially through the sacrament of penance so um, anyway I, this book is a nice little starting point um, and uh, I'll recommend it and I commend all of you to St. Joseph and I ask all of you, perhaps, maybe to bend the knee and say, ask Joseph to help me.
Genetricis ponse ora prodobis, custos pudice virginis ora prodobis, filii dei nutricie ora prodobis, Christi defensor sedule ora prodobis, alve familie represes ora prodobis, Iosef justissime ora prodobis, Iosef castissime ora prodobis, Iosef prudentissime ora prodobis, Iosef fortissime ora prodobis, Iosef obedientissime ora prodobis, Iosef fidelissime ora prodobis, Speculum patientiae ora prodobis, amator paupertatis ora prodobis, exemplar opificum ora prodobis, domestice vitae decus ora prodobis, custos virginum ora prodobis, familiarum columen ora prodobis, Solatium miserorum ora prodobis, spese grotanzium ora prodobis, patrone morientium ora prodobis, terror demonum ora prodobis, protector sante gecitesie ora prodobis, danius dei, Vittoris peccata mundi, parce nobis domine. Adios Dei, vittoris peccata mundi, exaurinos domine. Adios Dei, vittoris peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Constituite un dominum duo suve, et principem nomis possessionis sue. Oremus. Deus qui in infabili providencia, beatum Iosef, Sanctissime, genetitis tue, sponsum me ligere dignatuses, presta quesumus, ut corem protectorum veneramur in teris, intercessorum abere veneramur in celis, qui vivis et regnas, in sequela sequelorum. Amen.